New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile, we're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with snackable stuffed bagel minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghosts in the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I believe this is episode 26. It's been a long journey, and I think I'm getting better. I hope you think so. Now, if you've followed me on Twitter at night underscore ghost you'll know that i've been really thinking about uh doing some live streaming on youtube and i kind of said i wanted to do i wanted to record a podcast on location and try to live stream it now this past friday that's that was my full intention now a lot of things went downhill and we couldn't go to the uh particular location we had picked i had picked out for recording the podcast on location and going live so we tried to go to plan B and we went to just spur of the moment, went to a place, a little greenhouse. And I went with the Cincinnati ghost chasers and we just decided to go ahead and record a podcast. And I tried to go live, but we were having some technical difficulty with the camera. Uh, we had full battery and all of a sudden it was gone. Paranormal. Maybe. I don't know. It was weird. I know we had, we were in the green, all bars were in the green. Then next thing I know, nothing so there isn't actually a video for this particular podcast but i did get it recorded and i think it was a good podcast we had a great conversation basically it's just four people sitting around bsing about the paranormal like i said we were at a location at a private residence that nobody's ever investigated before except for frankie the founder of the cincinnati ghost chasers it is his it was his mother's house, basically, and he doesn't allow anybody in there to investigate, and I was honored that he let me and some of the other team members go in and kind of do a brief little investigation of the greenhouse he has in the back. It was interesting. Um, we talked a little bit about what we had, what we, what he has experienced there, but mainly we talked about the paranormal. We, we discussed portals. We also discussed protecting yourself as a paranormal investigator. I really think you're going to like it. Before I play that recording of our time spent in that haunted greenhouse, I want to cover a few little business topics. Don't forget, you can follow us at night underscore ghost on Twitter. That is where I do most of my updates for the podcast. And please be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I post a video for each and every podcast. And when I do do an investigation, I post some highlight videos there as well whether we find something or whether we don't find anything i do try to document it and share it with you guys so be sure to like subscribe and give us a review if however you take in this podcast we're available on itunes stitcher spotify google play i can't even name them all but how are you taking this podcast be sure to leave us a review and let me know what you think of this podcast now you can find all the show notes for this podcast or anything else at philsams.com. That is the official home of Ghost in the Night. You can also leave us a comment there. If you have a story you want to share, be sure to hit go to the contact us page at philsams.com. 
I would love to hear your story and maybe relay your experiences to the listeners. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Let's go ahead and get it started. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sands. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Ghosts in the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal podcast. This was supposed to be a special episode because we wanted to go live at uh, actual investigation we were on. Um, I'm here with the Cincinnati Ghost Chasers, but we had an issue with the location. We didn't want to, didn't go to where we planned on going, so we went to Plan B, which is an undisclosed haunted house in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, this has not been investigated by any teams whatsoever. Only one person has done some investigation here, and that is Frankie. And he is here with us, and I'm also with Bonnie and Greg from the Ghost Chasers. And we are going to talk about this location, what Frankie has experienced here, and just kind of see what happens. Hopefully, it won't be too bad of a train wreck since all our plans got shit-canned. So, Frankie, tell us about this place. Well, since I've grown up, or grew up here, should we say, uh, I've been experiencing uh, knocks, footsteps, bangs, um, disembodied voices, even screams have been heard. Now, this place is currently, nobody's living here at the present time, correct? That's correct. I think you're going to have to move a little bit closer to the mic, unfortunately. Oh. What the hell is that? That's her moving that. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, so, n- nobody's living here. It's just a empty canvas, basically, for the spirit world. So, what do you think is actually here well I hope it's my loved ones but I'm not sure on that at this present time Um, I think there's a portal here Uh, since my mom has passed on to greener pastures in the sky and since I've been working on the house things have gone haywire right um now we are actually not in the house. We are currently in a small greenhouse, which has had a lot of activity in it as well. We will save the actual inside of the home for a later date. So, I know you were telling me about, sounds like scratching on the outside, and you go out there and there's no footprints or anything in the snow or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what do you, do you think it's coming from the land, or do you think... It's more a combination of, you know, residual land haunting or something connected with the land, plus maybe your loved ones from the house kind of commingling. Well, when, when my mom was alive and my brother was alive, there was still the activity there. So I'm going to have to go with probably land hauntings. Right. Now, it kind of moves into... Before the plan changed to come here, I wanted to talk about portals because where we were going originally had plans on going. There's a reported 
portal at that location. I wanted to do the podcast exactly from that location and kind of see what happened. You know, I have a thought on portals myself, but I want to get all three of your um, input on what you feel or think about portals. And I'll go ahead and go first just for the mere fact of I've done a little bit of research and I think a lot of it is kind of iffy at best. We all know of, you know, people say that portals are, you know, mirrors, doorways, and, you know, TVs or whatever could be a portal. Now, I personally feel that, you know, a portal isn't necessarily an object. It's more of the environment around an area. And it doesn't necessarily mean the mirror is a portal or the doorway is a portal. It just means that particular area is kind of, you know, a, a thin thinning in the veil, to kind of use that term, terminology. You know, it's just a s- spot that's thin between the dimensions and allows the spirits to cross over. Are you a real believer in the whole mirror and doorway and window philosophy of um, portals? I think that's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I, I agree with you also. I think portals can be just about anywhere. Right. Because I actually have some pictures and uh, a friend was actually on the other side of the neighborhood that's actually seen this blackish waving thing with his own eyes. Right. So, you know, I can't explain that. So, yeah, I I think portals are all around us, just like spirits. You know, when it comes to the mirror aspect of it, you know, a lot of it has to do with our own psyche, probably. You know, everybody has things about themselves they don't like. And when you look in a mirror, basically your own demons are looking back at you. So I almost feel like it's more of ours. We have turned the, the mirror into a portal when it's not necessarily the mirror. It's more of the energy in the area around the mirror. It's like, you know, back when they created uh, photographs in the, uh, what, late 1700s, early 1800s, you know, they thought the photograph would take your soul. So we've always had an issue as a, about, you know, our own image on looking at our own image. And I think maybe when, or uh, the uh, mirrors have kind of gotten a bad rap. And it's more along the lines of, you know, what the hell is going on around the mirror, around the home, or around the woods, or your bamboo that you have out here. That is kind of what is uh, more interesting to me. I I almost feel more likely. You know, Greg, Bonnie, you can feel free to chime in here on your thoughts. Go for it. I'm just listening. It's kind of interesting. And, you know, portals are just one of those things that are, there has to be a uh, thin spot for the spirits to cross over good and bad but I don't when, but when I envision a portal I envision you know the old poltergeist movie you know something coming out of the television that's not really what I think it is though I just think it's a thinning people talk about the thinning of the veil during Halloween mm-hmm. I just think it's more of a yes there's a thinning between dimensions in an area, whether that's the energy that's in that area and it allows that portal to kind of form that thinning. And that is why you have certain locations that are 
more haunted or have more activity than, you know, the neighbors next door. Now, you know, not going off the subject of portals, but windows is a key factor like at Higginsport. Okay. For for one, is where they actually attracted these spirits. So you, you can guarantee if you would do the window game, people would stand outside taking pictures, whether it's digital or regular film cameras. Right. And you'd be in the window, nine times out of ten, there would be a spirit next to you, but only in the window area. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know how I think when I turn, do an investigation. You know, I, I, even though I believe in the paranormal, I believe in the spirit world just for the mere fact that I've had experiences all my life, but I try to approach it as a skeptic, you know, and do and you should and try to debunk everything first. Just like if you remember, which Greg and Bonnie missed the last go around, was the lights at Ross Opera House. Yeah. You know, oh, I got real dark. Our, <laughs> um, you know, my first thought was okay that's not a spirit that's something electrical something you know we talked about maybe a timer or something you know we could have very easily jumped right to oh my god a ghost just flicked on the lights for us you know but i don't want to do that even though i hope to god it is but i have to kind of maintain that rational thinking just for the mere fact because I, I i'm still going in my head that's a timer so that's that's what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, I would love it to be something like that, but it has to be recreated again. Right. And I mean, there's got to be a camera on that cord in that room for me, and and then it has to go on demand. You know. Right. Yes, it did it on demand. Right. Maybe it was a voice-activated <laughs> timer. I I don't know, but yeah, that's the debunker in me. Right. You know, my first, you know, my first thought was, you know, naturally, you know, timer, um, short in the electrical system, you know, you know, a bad wire, but how it was plugged in, it looked like it should have been on the whole time. And what really kind of pushes me towards the paranormal, and I, I use the word paranormal because I can't truly explain it. I'm not going to say it's a ghost. It's paranormal because I don't know what it was. Um, but what makes it really interesting is, as we sat there, every time we've ever been at that particular location, as we sat there in that same room, there's always noises coming from the hallway, which is supposedly a portal. You know, in that room where it's plugged in, we were hearing knocks that night, before, after, during that light incident. You know, so that, to me, kind of lends a little bit of credibility, unless it was a, a bat or a mouse or a huge rat climbing on the, you know, the swing in the court. So that makes it paranormal. Now, am I, am I going to say it's 100%, you know, a ghost screwing around with this? I don't know that. I hope so, but I'm not fully um, committed on saying that, just, you know, as of now. It's, it's paranormal because I can't explain it. You can't explain it. It was very, very interesting. But... But but when we go back the next time, we're going to have to try our best right. to re recreate the same situation as best as we can. And if it doesn't go on by demand, you know, then my brain will have to go down a different avenue. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, 
that place, you know, not to harp, not to talk too much about Ross Opera House, that place is one of those places that it has activity. Every time we've been there, we've gotten something, something, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time I go there, I'm looking to find more answers. And the only thing that I get is more, are more questions. (laughs) Every time I go there, I get an, it's like they give you an answer and then they make you ask five more questions. But that's what the whole paranormal world's about. I, you know, and in, you know, on my page and everything, I talk about searching for answers. And the more I do this, the more I realize I will never find the answers. You probably won't. You know, I will. There's only one way any of us that's sitting in this little greenhouse right now, and that's where we are, by the way, if I didn't say we are in a little greenhouse, March 1st with a wood-burning stove going, and I'm wearing a jacket. If the video was working, you'd probably see my breath. But, you know, I want more answers, and we'll never find it, because the only way, like I was saying, any of us will probably ever get those answers is when we pass. That's when it all will be revealed to correct. Or close to the edge of passing. Right. Because usually when you're getting close to passing away, supposedly people who are ready to pass away actually see spirits right and that's kind of a i can pretty much vouch for that because my mother when she was passing away she was seeing spirits and she was asking my sister about who is this and who's that and why are they in the house and uh so frankie you got touched so yeah i mean that is very interesting in that aspect you know, it's it's just one of those things that we are fighting a never we are fighting a battle or a war we can never win. And what makes it even worse, I don't care. And you know, Frankie has some great evidence from this place that we're currently sitting at right now, which you know we'll probably discuss here in a little bit. But and he's had great pictures, you know, still photo pictures. No matter what piece of evidence any of us come up with there's always going to be somebody says it's this it's this there's a rational explanation you know and that's what makes it so frustrating for me anyway is you know you can have no matter what we say what we do it's still always going to be a versus b well at least for me at this place it doesn't matter what other people think at all it's what i experienced Mm -hmm. at that given time I know what's here and what other people in the family have experienced. Right. So, you know, everybody can't be delusional because they're experiencing basically the same thing I'm experiencing. And, you know, this has been going on since I was wee little. Right. So it just, it seems to be really heightened now. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I provide you know the closest members of the main team you know the evidence and you know i if i tell you i'm the only one there except for the cats and prove it to me that cats actually can talk and say things <laughs> then i'll believe that i mean you've played some evps for for us this evening you know we've heard them before or through you know the group page but this was the first time i heard them you know actually listening to the recording device myself. I mean, those are some of the best EVPs I've ever heard. And, you know, so crystal clear and right there, almost like they were speaking into the mic itself. I mean, it's better than anything you'll see on any of the paranormal shows. Well, 
you know, I, I didn't do any recordings today when I was in there because, you know, I was man on the mission. Right. But uh, I could feel the air is extremely heavy, and I could feel somebody near me. And it, that feeling generally never goes away. But if it's more dreary outside, it's extremely strong. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, especially when it's dreary, that generally means that, you know, the pressure is changing, you know. The weather system's changing, and it's the pressure's changing, which could bring more energy into the atmosphere, which would allow the spirits to draw on that energy a little bit more, and you know, manifest and do a little bit more to interact with you. Well, with some of my studies, I've seen I've seen where uh, planets and things like that all really have a kind of a tie into a heighten ability and a like, um, like the moon. Like the, the moon. moon or Venus or yeah. Jupiter or any of those think, seem to start to have a stronger pull when they're in certain positions. I for, agree. Uh, paranormal activity to actually step or step up or step down, and a lot of people say that paranormal activity takes place between twelve and three. They call it the witching hour. Right. I have to call that bunk because I have been to a graveyard with Frank during the days, and me and him have both picked up a dead man there who had a heart attack. And I felt it first, and then Frank got it next, and we both laughed about it. But it was a good thing because we both felt it. Right. So that kind of helps us in that aspect to understand or confirm that we're not nuts neither. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for me, if, if, if a place is taunted, haunted, it's haunted all the time. It's right. just not haunted at night. Right. Trust me, from this Speaking from this place, it feels worse at night because, right. you know, maybe you got that creepiness and you know what goes on like here. Right. I mean, you know, I can take it in the daytime. I know something's there. I mean, there's all those voices except one was taken in, in the daytime. Right. And they also work off of your fear. Right. Sure. If they can get you a little bit scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They feed off of that, and that's what makes them stronger to try to communicate. It's really a weird situation that, that works that way. Or white noise, they like to eat that all up, right. too. And well, use you know, usually I turn the space heater on, which mm -hmm. is on right now, but I usually turn it on for white noise, and I get a lot more stuff than if it's off. Yes. Right. You know, so, getting back to, you know... Portals? No, the time, the timeline uh -huh. of when activity supposedly, like the witching hour. You know, I agree with you a hundred percent that if it's haunted, it's haunted. But for, but what really, and this is the, the truth of the paranormal in whole and the frustration of the paranormal, like Rawls Opera House. After three o'clock, that place comes alive. I agree. Most of our best paranormal encounters or evidence that we've caught has always been after three o'clock or from three to six o'clock. You know, I like the second time I was there that, and I believe it was your first time that place was dead. And you know, you guys left fairly early that night. Yes, you know, to most one, activity I got was down in the basement right, when you were down there right. with me on the K2 meter. And I sensed an older man that just did not want me to have that down there. Right. You know, but after you left and then three o'clock, it you know, took off again. It took off again because, yeah. you know, Frankie took a little nap. And he, he left me for dead up. 
<laughs> so, you know, I went... And there's noises and bangs all around me while I'm sleeping. So I went to do a little, you know, solo investigation. And How work, innocent. And, <laughs> hey, I was investigating. Yeah. And uh, we started to get a little bit in right there where that so, so the supposed portal is. I mean, it was we were getting things left and right. And that was the same night. Well, you were still there when we got the ghost box, the ghost box session with, you know... Lucifer decided to make an appearance, yeah, which yeah. was comical. Yes, and then we get it, got it again at the dollhouse. I'm, I'm starting to think Lucifer likes me on the ghost box for some reason. I think they use that Lucifer and Satan a lot to try to spark the fear, right? So they can feed off your fear. You know, well, let's get. But I don't ever, I won't ever play him down neither because it's really. Weird is that you never know. You never know, right? right. You know, it's like uh, at the dollhouse. You know, we were doing that session, and you were picking up on. We got Satan in the ghost box again. Mm-hmm. We, you know, you were picking up something in the kitchen. Oh yes, Good and time. we heard a knock, and I went in there, and you know what? And I didn't feel anything. I didn't even feel any. Whoa! I didn't. I didn't feel anything at all. You know, not I shouldn't say it. I didn't feel anything negative at all. Almost like whatever was interacting with us was trying to give us that impression to scare us off a little bit. Right. But when we called its bluff a little bit, or when I called its bluff and went in there, I didn't get the same feelings that I was getting earlier. You know, because I that one room I didn't want to be in at all in the beginning. And even when we were sitting in that room doing that session, I kind of was getting that, you know, tingly feeling, you know, goosebumps, you know. And then when I went in there, nothing. Now, whether it just didn't want to interact with me, yeah, you know, that could be too. That's what it is. That could be too. I think it feeds off of certain people at certain points and times. Like Amber. Yes. Like it was, it was. uh... We all kind of had our own interactions at different points in times. And it was all before 3, which was what was really weird. Right. But then once 3 o'clock hit, everything died, died down. Out. Exactly. And then I picked up other stuff that you guys didn't pick up, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, so. after 3 o'clock, it, that place just, the whole, to me, for me anyway, that whole place just lightened up. Yes, it did. It had a exactly. It, it had was a, like guardian. That's what I kind of picked up. Is like guardian angels walked into the house okay. at that point in time and I'm, changed things. I mean, it had that heavy feeling from the time we were there till about three o'clock. Yes, just about every room, especially but the front room mainly. You know, and I will say, you know, yes, those heaters were throwing out some EMF, but you know, it just had a f- weird, heavy feeling in every room. Of course, there was only four rooms. But at 3 o'clock, it just, poof, poof, nothing. Right. Even though we, I did have, I told Frankie about this, and I think I spoke, talked about it on the podcast. You know the uh, doll, what they call it, Hell in the Basket? Yes. Mm-hmm. With the lady who had it before, had car trouble? Yes. You, 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 did you hear that? I, know, I think, did you hear that story that she was telling? I think I did hear some of it. Well, when we left... You know, they, they were going to follow me out, uh-huh. but I had to go to Speedway. And so I was, like, last in line. We were letting the cars warm up and uh, turned the car on. They were warming up. And I'm kind of, I thought Frankie was in front parked, and I, he knew I, I was going to go to Speedway. Uh-huh. And nobody was leaving. So I, was, I put the car in reverse 
started backing up then amber hit her brake or something so i stopped said okay maybe they're going to pull forward nothing my car shut off died huh and that has never happened you know it's a 2012 with like 50,000 miles. Now, that's the second time I've heard somebody have car problems before after doing a ghost hunt. I yeah. know of another lady who lives in eastern Ohio. She had problems with her car after she did a ghost hunt. Right. And I have a funny feeling that they can affect electronics very easily. Right. Because I had a, <clears throat> with my phone when I was at work, I had a picture sent to me of a haunted doll. Right. And... It wasn't such a big problem that I had a picture of that doll sent to me, but the problem came in was when I sent that picture to somebody else, and then all of a sudden, I ended up getting a scratch on my hand, right. like it was mad because I sent that picture to somebody else. Hmm. hmm. That's weird. Yes. And yeah. I have not sent that picture since then. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just the paranormal is so hit and miss and it's almost like everybody's got an opinion and because mm-hmm. it's all guesswork it is it's completely 100 total percent total guesswork and the best you can do is just go out and experience it that is. Know, i know i enjoy you know using equipment but you know really ideally what i want and i've said this a hundred times probably i want the experience mm-hmm. i'd much rather have Something happened to me where I can physically feel it, physically see it, or phys- or verbally hear it, then catch it on a recorder or... Catching uh, it on a recorder is always the challenge. Right. I mean, I'm in, I want the personal experience because, like I said earlier, nobody's going to believe you anyway. You could have right. the greatest piece of evidence that is one you know for sure 100% paranormal, and you don't know what it is, but you know it's not a person or you... Nobody was there. Right. There's somebody's always going to question it and say, well, that this was something else. You know, but they can never take your personal experience away. No, they cannot. They and, can only have one themselves. Right. That's why I always say to anybody who uh, questions the paranormal, go to one. Right. Go to one. You may walk into a building, and I've walked into buildings, and Frank has too. We all probably have. And the... Uh, Experience might be really low, dull, nothing. You may not get nothing. But then you can walk into a building that would just rock your socks. Right. And you would not have expected it. I mean, Like Higgins Ford. When we went to the dollhouse, Bonnie got her first disembodied voice, and Amber heard it too. Yeah. So that was a good confirmation. Right. And that's a good thing to get those disembodied voices. Me and Frank's got them at Post Town. We got that little girl there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we were at the dollhouse, me and Amber picked up uh, like a grobble baby, which right. was really weird. I would have never expected that. So experience that happens to every person in their own certain way. The problem is having the equipment on or with you at that point in time to catch it. Right. And even <clears throat> I've even seen where... You could have a voice recorder on, and you could hear something, and you go back and check the tape, and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It is what they want you to experience. That's uh-huh. the way it works. Right. Yeah. Now, your your best form. Um, I was going to say something. I forgot. Forget it. Damn it, Frankie! You just ruined the show. 
<laughs> Dead air time. Right. The, the, the best form of equipment is yourself. Yes. Exactly. It, it, it you know, like, like when I walk into a building, say Higginsport, I'll tell you up front if it's good, it's going to be good, or it's not. <coughs> and when, when I turned around and I, I told the people, I said, this is going to be really good. Right. And it was really good. And uh, sometimes I don't feel it right away. But, you know, sometimes I bounce off of walls. Right. Sometimes Greg will have to, have to tackle me. That'll <laughs> probably hurt. But anyway. Well, that's, that's another, a very interesting aspect, yeah. too, you brought up, Frank, is that when you and me have both been at a place, and I won't mention the place, but right. I picked up something, and you picked it up, but then you said you picked up something else, and I straight out told you I didn't pick it up. And that's just the way it works. It is. And it, it's hard to explain, but it's just the way it works. You know, what's really f- even just as frustrating is at certain locations, you may have a great experience, you might feel everything, and then nothing. Yes, exactly. You know, and a perfect example is that you guys didn't go on that. I don't uh, No, you guys didn't go on that. It was Wickland. Me and right. Frankie were at Wickland with uh, Robert and all that. Right. You know, that place, I think Frankie and I can agree, that place was dead. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd say it's pretty dead. But, on a side note, I had my first touch at that location. Really? And it was on, remember, up in the one bedroom? Yeah. You know, I got touched. And uh-huh. I, at the time, I had a video camera facing me. I was videotaping myself. And you can actually see me kind of go for it. And there was no bug. You saw no bug in the recording. Right. And Frankie will can swear to this. I got I got physically ill, you know, three, four minutes after that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I had to leave. You know, and not leave the room and go kind of relax. Right. You know, calm down a little bit. Now, did I get sick because my mind said, oh, shit, I just got touched? Or did, you know, was did it... something really affect you? Or did something affect me? I don't know. But the rest of the night, and that was the only thing we got. There was no EVPs there. I got no EVPs. I don't think Frankie got anything. I got none either. Um, we dicked around with a REM pod and yeah, I, and, yeah. <laughs> and basically got frustrated with that and wanted to throw up against the wall. Um, but that was it. That was the only thing that happened. And somebody else got scratched from the other team. Uh-huh. They got actually scratched because me and Frankie were up doing a, a thing, a ghost box session in the third floor. And they came up and they were down in the basement. And he came up and showed us the scratch and the pictures of the scratches. But those are the only, you know, nothing. That place right. was dead. I mean, it it was not even creepy dead. I mean, it was just like being in a room at your home with the lights on watching television. Mm. That's the comfort level that I had there. Right. But yet I got touched there. That's the only time in one of our lo- investigations that I've ever had what I thought was a touch. Right. What was that? That was your first. The only thing I can say, too, is that for people out there who are listening to this, uh, is when you decide to do something like this, I highly, highly suggest that you make sure you have preparations to cleanse yourself afterwards. Because even if you go to some place that you don't think something's with you, it may not rear its ugly head until you get home. 
and then it shows itself up and then it's too late you, you know let me talk to you about this for let me talk to you greg about this because i want yeah. your i want your opinion on yeah, it yeah go for it um and i think you know, i have kind of had a conversation about this a little bit in the past uh-huh. i maybe it's just me being an idiot i don't know not that i don't respect the fact that you need to protect yourself but i also believe personally that it all depends on your mindset when it comes to being attacked or having attachments or whatever if a spirit feels i don't want to use the word weak but you are more open i guess would be a better phrase by Uh your mental how you mentally think about the paranormal how you mentally carry yourself they will they will attach you to where if you're a little bit more almost how how can i say this you know a little bit stronger mentally you know not necessarily fearless but you know you have that general persona and you think you're not going to affect me i don't care what you are uh-huh. you know i think that has a lot to do with it somebody's mental how they view the world how they handle process things and how they handle themselves will lend them to the attachment it does it does have a lot to do with it because i've always told people that if you can't sense anything and you choose not to sense anything then you can go through life not sensing it as soon as you decide to maybe start sensing it a little bit it can keep increasing if you so choose Mm -hmm. I have talked to a lady who was out in Eastern Ohio. She contacted me and she wanted me to do a reading on her daughter. And so I did a reading on her daughter and her daughter had committed suicide by heroin. And I told her this and she, she agreed that I was right. And she wanted to know if her daughter was still there. And I told her that her daughter was still there. And she will make appearances periodically. And if you choose to acknowledge them, she'll stay there. But if you choose to ignore them, they will leave. They go elsewhere. Right. But I also told her, too, that her daughter was going to, if she didn't make appearances to her constantly, like she was hoping it would happen, mm-hmm. that that girl was visiting other members of the family to see if... Because you get a new task when you pass away, right. if you so choose. She kind of chose to protect the rest of the family, not to do the same mistake that she had done. Right. You know, I kind of, I liken it to, to this. You know, spirits, most spirit. I think the word demon gets thrown out way too freaking much. Yes. Um, I think, so I'm coming from it, from the mindset that a spirit was a living person at one time yes. they had a human form yes they passed away and i believe our person you know when i pass away and i go into the afterlife i'm still going to be a smart ass <laughs> you know you could be and, and yes. possibly a little bit of a dick you know and I, so i don't think you lose that stuff when you die right so when these spirits are kind of probably screwing with us a little bit you know especially more you know the what we consider what when you hear somebody talk about a demon or dark spirit you know yes it might be but probably not it's more like it's a pissed off person whether they're pissed off they died suddenly or they were just an asshole in real life yes you know that's majority what it is 
And when it comes to, you know, uh, attachments and everything, you know, like I said earlier, I believe it's your mental state, how you, how you view it. If you're more, if you, almost like if you're more scared of attachments, yes, you're going to attract it a little bit more. Yes. Because I've always said if a spirit, I don't worry about it too much because if a spirit wants to attach itself to me and get inside my head, good freaking luck. You don't want to be in my head. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like a that's like an identity thief stealing somebody with bad credit. You just screwed yourself. But you know, I you know, not that I'm mentally stronger than anybody else. I just I don't worry about it. Just for mere fact, you're not going to hurt me. Uh-huh. You know, but you know, I'm not trying to say that I shouldn't do or somebody shouldn't do any kind of extra protection. I just think it's how their mind, how they perceive it. It's how you open yourself up right if you make yourself a target it's like almost like bullying you know if you make yourself a target the aggressive people will find you yes and i, and I think it's the same thing in the afterlife essentially and their interactions with us what's well, the easier communication right that's why when i go to certain places and i have been jumped by spirits right and that happened to me at post town and you were standing there mm-hmm. I got jumped by the little girl, and I envisioned everything she went through. And what was really interesting was when I envisioned her going over the stairs and hitting the next rail, you had a strike in your ribs right. that made you hurt. Right. And that confirmed to me what was happening was really happening. Right. I mean, that was one. if that was a coincidence, it was one hell of a coincidence. It was one heck of a coincidence. You know, and we were standing, for anybody listening who's not aware of this, Post Town's an elementary school, and there are reports of a girl falling down stairs, or like it's a spiral staircase essentially, and she fell down the middle. Now, reports vary. Some say she died. Some say she died at home. That's neither here nor there. But we were at the top of that staircase when that situation happened. You know, right there where she supposedly fell. Or were we down at the bottom? I don't remember. No, we were at the top. Yeah, we were at the top. Because when I came to the very top of the stairs, I saw her running down the hallway, come out of the doorway, and she came right at me. And then next thing I know, she was in me showing me everything that happened. Right. And you felt it, and then I felt the whole traumatic ending. Yeah, and that's another, you know, Post Town's another one that, you know, that was hit and miss. It is. 95% of the, we were there twice. 95% 95% of the time, I didn't get anything. Right. And But that was one of the more... You know, I did catch what I thought maybe was a shadow person on video. Um, but that experience was... And I'm not one to get pains in the rib like that. Now, if you talk, want to talk back or neck, I got pains all day. But, you know, that is something that's never happened to me ever in my life I don't right. that, I, that I recall. But if, so for that to happen right at that exact t- time... That was one hell of a coincidence, or, you know, we both were tapping into something there. Yes. Frankie, you're being awful damn quiet. <laughs> I'm listening. Well, we know you don't like post on that much, so. No, it, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I know it has something there. Yes. It just doesn't have the activity that he claims it has there. Right. And I've seen and I've heard people rave about that place. And yeah. don't get don't get me started on Thornhaven because we will be here for two hours me bitching about Thornhaven. <laughs> Thornhaven Thorn- is a slow can of worms. Thornhaven, I will just dig into it right now. 
it's usually, except for that lady in a dress, Thornhaven for me is most active between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning. Oh, well, see, I left. I got pissed off and left before that. Yeah, we, that, that's when we, we had 100% uh, um, you know, interaction with the spirits upstairs. Between during the daylight hours, essentially. Yeah, during yeah. the daylight. Yeah, because we were he, there. He doesn't do daylight hours. So I was there from what time? Whatever, nine o'clock till I think we left at three, or my night made it till three, two or three. And that place was just. I mean, the only activity that I even remotely experienced was with Greg down in the basement. We heard what we thought was sound like a water, you know, a pipe bang. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was interesting, but I don't. I don't know. There's no running water there, so... See, and I picked up a whole lot more, but right. me being the way I am, I'm the only one that's getting it. So then it's hard for me to say, oh, I saw this or I do that, and nobody else is getting it. So then it's just a personal experience that nobody else got to share with me, so it becomes interesting. Right. Unless yes. I have somebody else who, when I say something, and they actually experienced it as well, then that validates me. Right. You know, Which but, helps. but Thornhaven just—I have some great video footage there, but I will not um, show it. Or I've thought about uploading it to YouTube, just for the mere fact it's me being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I was so looking forward to that. Was the one place that I thought for sure. You know, I've said it in the podcast before. I want somebody to come up, a spirit to come up and grab me and say, "Hey, I'm here," uh-huh. you know, and shake me. Uh-huh. You know. That was the place I thought was happened. Maybe because it was built up from the ghost adventures, you know, and all the activity they caught there. Right. I thought that place was going to be the place to really knock me out of my socks. Right. And so as the night wore on, I got nothing. I was a. I was basically. I. I don't do a lot of taunting at all. Uh huh. Not that I disapprove of it or whatever. <laughs> but by the end of that night, I was taunting the ghost. I was taunting Zach Baggins and the Ghost Adventures crew. I was taunting. I was calling out everybody. Right. Because I was so pissed off. Because you wanted it so badly. Exactly. And And nothing. And you would think, a lot of skeptics say when you want it so bad, that's where you see it. So you would think that I wanted it so bad and was expecting it so bad. Uh My mind would have tricked me into thinking I was seeing something. Right. And that's what you really got to be careful about, too, is that your mind playing tricks with you. With me, it was the complete opposite. It was like, I I was up in the one of the rooms by myself for like 45 minutes. Right. Taunting and nothing. Right. I was like, well, shit. All right. That, that, that to me is a hit or miss place. We've had really good uh, action down in the basement. Yep. And then sometimes up in the upper floors. And then other times, basically nothing. I think, I'm sorry. I picked up stuff on the outside of the place, though, too. Yeah, on the outside. I've seen shadows out in the bushes, and the barn has something down there as well that I picked up. And it wasn't until I talked to the tour guide that they were actually able to confirm what I was feeling was true situation. Right. You know, it's, but it's one of those places, you know, you all felt something. I didn't. Right. I didn't. Right. You know, I, I can... Bobby Mackey's, that's a not a great subject for me. I've been there twice. It's expensive to go. You basically end up paying $70. Whew. 
for four hours. Hmm. So uh, my first experience was the better experiences, but I would have to say during my first experience there, maybe 5%. So maybe I can't explain my second experience there. So what are you telling me? Uh, that's, not a por that's not a portal to hell? Like, I don't know what it is. Like Ghost Adventure said, there's the portal. I don't know what it is. Oh, damn. No, <laughs> you know, I've been to Bobby Mackey's as a patron. You know, uh -huh. you know I've drank beer in that place, rode the bull back in my younger days. I didn't feel shit. You, you know what? If, if you guys want to go, you're most welcome to go. But I'm telling you, you're wasting your money. I, mean, I have not been there yet. Yeah. And I feel before I go there, because of everything that's happened to me in my past, I really want to make sure I'm well prepared to walk in there just in case. I, I, I went down. I went downstairs and spent a whole hour by myself in the entire building. And nothing. Hmm. Nothing. You know, other other professional groups were there. Yeah. They got nothing. Huh. They they even crawled into the the hole. hole. Got nothing. Huh. They taunted the hole. Got nothing. Interesting. You know, that's just so, one, that's one of those places, you know. Right. And then maybe the next person comes in. A bucket get, flies through the air. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Right. But I won't go there again. Right. I I just don't feel like spending. It's mandatory that you have to take the uh, the tour. Uh huh. That's a half an hour more off your schedule. So now you're down to three and a half hours. That's of right. Investigation. And then you got set up. That's another half that's an hour off. Not longer. Yep. It's not worth it. Right. That that that's my opinion. You're welcome to go and experience whatever yourself. Maybe you'll get lucky. I don't know. Right. But two times is enough for me to say no. Right. Well, you know, what can you do? A re Revenant House up in Charlottetown, Indiana. I wouldn't go for free. Huh. So I'm the house is little. His security system is huge. Uh huh. And you're not allowed to go in certain rooms. Basically, you're allowed to go in almost every room downstairs, which is three. But they're all connected, so I might as well just say one. And then upstairs, you're allowed in a half a room. Huh. Everything else is blocked off. Well, I hate to say it, we've actually went way too long. You guys are <laughs> you guys are killing me. You know, actually, I'm actually looking forward to actually doing a ghost box session at this particular tonight after this podcast is up, and I will be sure to let everybody know what I find or what we find, I should say, or what we hear. Because we want. I talked to Frankie about this earlier in the week. You know, I want to try something. You know, the. Uh, a, a new way to do the ghost box which i think will be interesting and so be on the lookout for that thanks for checking it out i hope you enjoyed it we'll see you next week take care that was my time spent at this house <clears throat> in the greenhouse in the backyard it was cold it was a the podcast I was, the recording of the podcast was a little rough i know the audio was, is not quite up to snuff just from the fact it was cold we had to run you know we had a generator there's no electricity at all now I will tell you that after the podcast ended, we did do a standard, you know, ghost box session. We, you know, did some EVP sessions. Um, it was, it was interesting. Um, ghost box session, 
like I mentioned in the podcast, I want to try the Estes method, which is basically have one person listen to the ghost box while the rest of the people ask questions. It was, it went okay because, you know, and I didn't quite, we didn't get a lot of great responses. I mean, there was a couple of times where, you know, the person who had the headphones on listening to the ghost box said something that was relevant to what we were discussing. Um, but later on, we started to, we, you know, we had some nice K2 hits in a place where there was, should have been no electricity whatsoever. By that time, you know, the generator or the power box that I was using to power up for the podcast recording was off. The only electricity in that place was cell phones. And, you know, we tested it, but we were, it seemed like we were getting some communication through the K2 meter, um, when there, and we're getting some spikes when there shouldn't be any spikes whatsoever. I don't, you know, I don't know about that. I, I mean, it, there should have been no electricity there. Now, were it just, you know, spikes coming up from the ground? I don't know. It was interesting and it seemed to be interacting with us through the K2. But one thing I did notice now was that when you were kind of alone, when you were alone and did it like a solo session there, because at one point they, we broke apart, like they took, Frankie and Greg went into the actual house and kind of did a, you know, walked around, did a little session there. And I stayed by myself in that greenhouse. Now, as soon as they left, you know, some things started to happen. It almost sounded to me like the door was trying to open. Somebody was trying to push the door open because it's, it's a greenhouse. It's a makeshift greenhouse. And it sounded like somebody was trying to push the door open. The first thing I kind of thought was the wind was trying to blow it open. Um, but I, you know, I did want to run out and see exactly who was up there. I was hoping somebody be walking in or it would open up completely. If it would have, it would have knocked over one of the folding chairs we had sitting there. But I decided not to go out and see what it was. I just continued to ask questions and kind of see if uh, I could get some responses on a digital recorder. Then once Frankie and Greg came back, I asked them, what's the wind like out there? Because I was out there earlier and there was no wind. It was cold, but no wind. So I wanted to see what they said. You know, when they were walking to the house, no wind. And when they were walking back, no wind. Now, did a wind gust push that, try to, you know, push that door open a little bit? Possibly, but it was interesting. And I did hear some other kind of rustling noises in the greenhouse and right outside the greenhouse when I was by myself. But when we were in there all together, wasn't much going on. You know, it seemed much more calm. But it, it was interesting. I, you know, we're definitely going to go back and I'm definitely going to do an investigation, full investigation there and see what we can catch. And hopefully if I have to go by myself or do a lot of solo work there, I will do that to see if we can catch something. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Be sure to ch- tune in next week for another podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Our subscription numbers are going up. We're not quite we're not where I want to be by any stretch of any imagination, but they are, we are getting new subscribers daily. Um, be sure to subscribe. However you take in the podcast, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play, tune in, however you take it in, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. And don't forget. I want to hear from you guys. If you listen to this podcast and, and enjoy the podcast, or if you don't enjoy it and you've listened to the podcast, be sure to reach out to me, whether it be the comment section or go to the contact us, contact us page at philsams.com or let, give me a direct message on Twitter. 
or just leave a comment on YouTube. However you want to interact with me, I want to hear from you. Get your feedback on the podcast. So until next next week, take care, everybody. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What do you want a da-da-da? What do you want a da-da-da? I have not a da with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressive da-da. Oh, yeah? We could switch to Progressive and sa. Mm-hmm. We could sa and have to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressive da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da-da-da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da-da-da. Quote da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.